Welcome to Adventures of Supergirl Radio, your source for the Adventures of Supergirl digital comic based on CBS's Supergirl TV series. My name is Rebecca Johnson, and I am joined by Carly Lane. Welcome, Carly. Hello. And Morgan Glennon. Welcome, Morgan. Hello. And we are going to discuss Adventures of Supergirl number four, which was written by Sterling Gates and includes art by John Boy Myers. The description for issue number four reads... Quote, National City PD's SWAT team raids the Catco building, and they've come for win. Carr is convinced her friend is no digital terrorist, but the evidence seems ironclad, unquote. So this is a pretty exciting issue. Lots of action actually going on with this one. So what did you guys think about when getting arrested by a SWAT team? That's pretty crazy. Uh, Carly, we'll start with you. Well, it was kind of funny because I'm always like well maybe it's a a matter of time considering all his like internet online activities he would stumble (laughs) stumble, he would stumble into something that would get him in trouble I mean I had a feeling that it was something he was either being set up for or was like a maybe a misunderstanding but uh, I was just really excited that everybody was at CACO because that's what I had requested in the last episode that we recorded, and it's almost like Sterling Gates is reading my mind and How somehow is he doing it, <laughs> <laughs> writing this comic like week to week based on this podcast because that's <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. Um, well, Morgan, what did you think about it? Yeah, I know that's that's a really funny point. Like, Win has done so many like illegal things, like di- like digitally illegal things, but like the thing he gets busted for is something that like, he doesn't is like not guilty of. I thought that was pretty funny, and especially like. It, cars like as he's like being dragged away it's kind of like uh oh what did they get him on and then when she hears it's like doxing she's like wait that doesn't sound right (laughs) it's like like breaking into like government records sure doxing no I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's fun because uh James is even kind of curious about it he's like why would the police even want win he spends most of his time playing world of warcraft and studying computer encoding or computer coding excuse me yeah, it was it was pretty fun that uh, Wynn is kind of known for doing lots of computerized things, but sometimes when he gets in trouble, it's kind of by accident. Like in the actual TV episode, he accidentally creates a virus. So there are things that sometimes he just happens to come across that kind of get him into some trouble. So I thought that was pretty funny. And this doxing uh, situation is pretty serious. Uh, Carly, what did you think about the the stuff that Kara and James were investigating. Yeah, it's funny because Kara has to kind of explain like why doxing is a big deal. Um, <laughs> because she's like, well, it's somebody it's when somebody like publishes all your personal information on the internet and James is like, well, why does that matter? And Kara says what's probably one of my favorite lines in the whole issue, which is, well, uh, you've clearly never been a woman on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that like so much that I like took a like I took a screen cap of that and like tweeted it. Like I was yep, like, this yep. is amazing. Oh, so good. But yeah, I mean, it's a real problem that a lot of people are facing, especially in this whole unfortunate world where online harassment is becoming i mean it's it's really an epidemic at this point but you know where people's personal information is getting posted online including like where they live and it's for some people that that this has happened to it can be really terrifying so um i like that the episode or the episode the the issue found a way to address it in you know it wasn't like a throwaway thing i mean it's 
it's it's explains it really well and it kind of um, emphasizes the seriousness of it. Yeah, and it's really serious because it's used to manipulate or intimidate someone. So it's actually a very malicious thing that they're talking about. And I was kind of curious because Kara mentions in the issue that she did a research paper on doxing in college. And I immediately was like, where did Kara go to college? (laughs) I was just thinking that too. (laughs) I want to know more about Kara in college. That would be uh, neat to find out. So that, yeah, so there are some things that we're learning about Kara through this story and then also getting this information on some serious things that have been going on and stuff that Kara knows about. So I thought that was interesting that, like like you mentioned before, that Kara would immediately know when can't be a part of this because this is a very malicious thing and that's not like him. Yeah, and what I've been really in, uh, impressed and a little surprised with the with this comic so far is that they're bringing in like a lot of real world issues. Like we had um, the other the other issue. I think it was last the last issue where they're sort of like, you know, how long do you punish somebody for their crimes? And then this week we're you know in this week's issue we're talking about doxing and like you know how hard it is to be a woman on the internet and harassment and stuff like that. I that like coming into this comic series, I I was I wasn't expecting that, and I, I've really enjoyed that aspect of it. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's bringing up some very serious issues. And one of the things I was wanting to kind of pose a question to you all is that Supergirl goes in and she pulls Wynn out of the National City Police custody. And I was kind of thinking to myself, is that kind of unethical for her to do? Is that something she should be doing? Um, So I don't know. What what do you guys think about that, Uh, Carly? We'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, it seemed a little... uh... I don't know. I mean, if anything, I almost feel like she could have probably waited until he was like, they were, maybe they could have, you know, asked him some questions and like some light interrogation. And then, you know, but at the same time, you have to wonder maybe if the frame job was so good that he probably could have gotten in some serious trouble for it. So I'm torn. I feel like she acted a little rashly, but so I'm, you know, I'm curious to know how that's going to play out. But at the same time, you don't know necessarily know how bad it could have gotten for Wynn if if she hadn't stepped in. Right. Yeah, I was questioning that too when I was reading it. I was like, is she she seriously just kind of just breaking him out? Okay. And I liked how everybody was like, yeah, you get him, Supergirl. And she's like, I will. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like get around the corner and she's like, oh, close call, right? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. They all like completely went along with her because they're, you know, they're used to her sort of being on their side and then when she just like takes off with him basically to save him instead (laughs) yeah i i thought it was interesting because there's an episode i can't remember i should have looked it up there's an episode of lois and clark where i I, it's in season four it's one of the episodes where lois is in prison and she's you know falsely accused of a crime and superman wants to break her out and she's like no we're gonna i'm gonna stay in here until we prove that i'm not guilty of this so i think that's really you know something that a superpowered being would probably be tempted to do because they can get them out of prison. They can get them away from the police. But sometimes there's that question of, you know, should you just let the justice system handle, handle it properly? So I I thought that was an interesting thing to bring up. Well, and we've talked a little bit about the doxing issue and the uh, perpetrator behind this whole thing is a character named Vril Dox. Um, So Carly, what did you think about Vril? Um, I'm, it's funny, especially because, 
now that we've seen Indigo and how in the TV show she's connected to Brainiac, I didn't really, the name Brill Docs didn't ring any bells for me. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, he's connected to Brainiac too. So <laughs> that was kind of a nice little tie-in. Um, I, I know we definitely haven't seen the last of him, especially because <laughs> now he is kind of connecting the dots between Kara Danvers and Supergirl, which isn't great. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how it's going to play out with him, and if if somehow it's going to maybe tie into the show a little bit more. Especially, I feel like they're they're moving more towards integrating the whole Brainiac storyline. So that's really exciting. Yeah, it's neat to see more Brainiac stuff being brought up in this universe that they've set up. So that it's and it's interesting. I, I'm I'm curious now if Real Docs and Indigo would have any kind of interaction. And I would kind of like to see Real Docs appear on the show. Um, Morgan, what did you think about him? Yeah, I agree. It, it does seem like they're they're sort of uh, cross pollinating from the show a little bit more. And I was like really interested. I I don't know anything about him, so I was also doing the like, Wikipedia. Like, who is this? <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I'm really interested to find out more about him and to see if it connects uh, with the actual series a little bit more. Yeah, I didn't know much about this version of a Brainiac. Um, so I had to do some research myself. But in the story, they referenced that uh, VRIL stands for Virtual Remote Integration Logistics. Um, lots of, uh, uh, is that an anagram? What is it, What is that called? An acronym. Acronym. Acronym, that's acronym. it. Acronym. <laughs> I had to think about it. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot of those things associated with uh, Brainiac. And I thought the visual way that they depicted him in this comic was actually very funny because they actually reference HAL 9000, which is the evil robot computer system in 2001 A Space Odyssey. And they actually drew him to sort of look like the HAL 9000 in the movie. And I thought that was really creepy and scary because a a 2001 A Space Odyssey, like... Give me gives me the heebie-jeebies, um, especially at the end with the spoiler alert, space baby. Um, I never <laughs> understood that ever, so it was kind of a, a fun little throwback to 2001. Um, and if you've never watched it, check it out. I mean, it's a hard movie to understand, but it's it's very interesting and a, a cinematic classic. Um, but I liked that part of it, and I liked that he was he was pretty dangerous. He was like watching them through like security cameras and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, and I looked up a little bit about Vril Docs in the comics, and he's actually Brainiac 2. There's a lot of complications with his character. Sometimes he's Brainiac's son, but, like, in the New 52, he actually is Brainiac's original identity. So I'm kind of confused on that, but I think, in general, he is known as Brainiac 2, and he first appeared in Superman number 167 in February 1964. So this is a, a fairly old character, and he was created by Edmund Hamilton, Carrie Bates, and Kurt Swan in a story titled The Deadly Duo, The Team of Luther and Brainiac. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> you don't want to mess with the deadly duo. No, uh, Lex Luthor <laughs> and Brainiac, Brainiacs have a lot of history. So I, I thought it was cool that they brought a lot of that into the story. You know, um, uh, Brainiac 2. Uh, real docs is a citizen of Kalu, and um, so I think it does tie n- nicely into Brainiac 8, aka Indigo. So I'm liking how that they are incorporating all of these things with the, the comic and the show. Well, I guess uh, we can wrap it up here with some, you know, overall thoughts. What did, what did you guys think about the issue? Um, and did you have favorite moments in it? Uh, Carly, we'll start with you. 
I say it every week, but I feel like this one's my favorite now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if that changes next time. But like, I just liked so many parts of this issue. Everything from we get cat. Grant's first appearance and the little Easter egg line that she was out late partying with the cast of Hamilton. Yeah. Oh my God. I was dying. I've been like really obsessed with Hamilton. So like when I saw that, I was like, yes, so many Hamilton references and <laughs> yeah, just the whole, so good. yeah, the whole scene with Cara and James talking about doxing. I just liked, I liked it a lot. It was, it, it felt to me more like I, the, where does the first, first couple issues were felt a little bit more standalone this feels like it could be something that actually is an episode of the show oh yeah what about you morgan what did you think about the issue yeah i agree with carly like every i feel like every time we record one of these i'm like this one was my favorite but seriously this one was my favorite (laughs) it was i really liked it i liked that they got into some of the issues and I like that we have more of the cast in this um, in this issue as opposed to the last couple ones. Like, obviously, Alex isn't in this one. But we get um, Cat Co. and we get Wynn and James. And I liked that, like, it still felt like it was part of the other issues, but you could clearly see, like, a new arc was starting. Like, I assume that, you know, I think that she might have had some some line about like not going to Alex, but you can feel that there's like a little bit of tension in that relationship from the last arc, but mm-hmm. we're, we're clearly moving on into something different. So I really liked the transition. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I, I really love this as well. And I do like that it took place at CatCo and we got to see a little bit of Cat Grant. And I loved that in the dialogue, they actually wrote out how she says Kira, like it's spelled K E E R A. So I, I enjoyed that. That was a nice little uh, throw in there. And, and there was another little bit. I love this about comics when they're able to use the the text and the font to kind of communicate how the characters are, are speaking. And there's there's one little panel where Carr is whispering to James at Catco, and the text is really faint, and it's sort of implying that they're you know whispering and talking very quietly to each other. And so I I like that kind of stuff. That's always a nice little touch. But there was one thing I was curious about, and. Um, I had a question about, like, at the very beginning, there's this newspaper headline. It's the Daily Tribune headline that says, uh, hashtag sewer girl, Supergirl underground fight leaves thousands without running water. And I was like, how is the Daily Tribune connected to CatCo? So I'm very um, confused about that. I don't know if CatCo is, like, the big parent company, and then there's all these little... Uh, little sister subsidiaries or something that the Daily Tribune I, I know that's like a weird little nerdy nitpick but I'm like I don't understand how that is connected to Catco because Catco apparently ran the story because Kara references that Cat's at it again with the Supergirl stuff so um, I don't know if y'all had any thoughts about that but I was really confused about that yeah, yeah I was also like, confused <laughs> okay so it wasn't just me that's good maybe um, it's their print division or something or she owns you know because they have, like, the magazine, but maybe this is, like, the newspaper that she owns. I don't know. Or or it's something that she just coined and then another paper kind of picked it up and ran with it. Yeah, well, I think the picture that's associated with the newspaper article is a photo by James Olsen. So I, I think it is associated with CatCo. And I guess it makes some sense that CatCo is, like, this big media conglomerate. And then she has, like, all these other little... Um, companies that are underneath her. I, I need them to make like a diagram like they used to do with on, on 30 Rock with like GE and then like all the little companies that were underneath it. 
Jack Donaghy had one of those things where he could pull it down and show all the little. They really, they really should because I remember, <laughs> at, like when I was in uh, college, we would do that, and in some of my journalism classes, they would be like, "This company owns this company, which owns this company, which owns this company." We need one of those for Catco. Yes, yes. I want to know what all. What, what is the Catco empire consist of exactly? Yes, because yes, we know that there's like a radio station. That Livewire was a part of, and we know. That but you know, they're like never going to do that because, like, what if they suddenly need her to have like a fashion division or something? True, true. true. <laughs> they don't want to get locked down by this flowchart. <laughs> <laughs> well, she could always be closing things down and opening things up. So, yeah. So I thought that was a, a little, you know, just a very confusing thing that I was like, well. But now I have a lot, lots of questions about Catco. So there were some good things in there that were really fun and some good things that made me ask questions. And I really like um, Brill Docs. I like the way he was drawn. Um, he he lo- almost looks like Bra- what Brainiac 5 looks like to me. So I guess all the Brainiacs sort of kind of look like that, except for Indigo didn't look like him at all. So I'm curious now as to like what gives them that appearance. So it was fun to learn more about the Brainiacs and the Brainiac family. And if anybody, I'm just going to throw a little plug out to his blog. If anybody wants to know more about Real Docs, I got a lot of information and I was doing some digging um, from Angie's blog, comicboxcommentary.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or want to read more about Real Docs, head over there and you can actually do a search for Real Docs. And he's got a whole bunch of reviews and and. Uh, posts on that and you can also check out more Viral Doc's stuff in Comixology uh, he's in a lot of stories <laughs> in the, uh, the Legion stories, Licensed Extra Governmental Interstellar Operatives Network and the Rebel Series Revolutionary Elite Brigade to Eradicate Legion so there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of these um, stories out there and I kind of want to check them out for myself um, so if you, if you want to read more about Viral Doc's he's in some of those stories well, I guess that's going to do it for our thoughts on Adventures of Supergirl number four. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology. And if you haven't bought it yet, Adventures of Supergirl is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, iBooks, Google Play, the Kindle Store, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. So you can pretty much get it anywhere. You have no excuse. No excuse. Yeah. <laughs> no excuses. It's in any uh, format that you need it. And as far as keeping up with us, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify. So if you want to check out some of the music we've collected and put in a little playlist, you can check it out there. We are also available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're also a part of the DC TV podcast circle. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Wow, there's a lot of DC TV shows now. (laughs) (laughs) And even the movies. Even the movies. Subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV podcast on Twitter. You can also like DC TV podcast on Facebook. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. You can find me on Twitter at Equivocarly, my punny Twitter name spelled uh, E-Q-U-I-V-O-C-A-R-L-Y. 
Uh, I am a weekend editor at themarysue.com, and I'm also writing for various other publications on the internet, but Twitter is the best way to get at me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I like the pun, uh, Carly. (laughs) Uh, And you can also find me on Twitter, uh, because I also love Twitter, uh, at Mojotastic, M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. You can find my writing on Buddy TV, and I'm also a co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast podcast which you should definitely check out (laughs) well join us next time as we continue to go on the adventures of supergirl 